0: Well good day and welcome to Holding Fast. So glad to have you in the podcast today. How was your anchor holding as it gripped firmly? To the unchanging rock of the Word of God. Good to have you today. Thank you for letting me into your day. I trust your day is going well and that you are able to serve the Lord and meditate on Him today and put Him first in all things. It really does help regulate your day regulate your own emotions and your spiritual ups and downs and things of that nature. It gives you stability. So I encourage you to stay faithful to the Lord. And I think one of the ways that you're doing that is that you're listening to this podcast It's the purpose for uh, my purpose in doing this is that I would be able to kind of aid and help you to focus on God, focus on his word. Uh, And when you do that, I think that'll just make you more stable with the Lord. So it's good to have you today. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're turning our attention once again towards what's called the, the Lord's Prayer, the Disciple's Prayer, and we have been looking in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 and verse 10 actually uh, as well regarding what a, a prayer that you've probably said before, you've quoted this in church, you've heard had it read to you, uh, it's very familiar to many people. Uh, we looked at uh, our Lord's instruction that he said that we ought to pray after this manner or according to this kind of plan, pattern, or template, however you want to call it. But he gives his disciples instructions about the right kind of prayer that is pleasing to the Lord. And we started that prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We already talked about that part. The next part goes, thy kingdom come. I want to focus on thy kingdom come today. Uh, I in a short podcast, it's often very difficult to cap encapsulate encapsulate everything that needs to be said about a particular verse, and sometimes it's best just uh, observing it, noting its simplicity, and moving on. And this is one of those phrases in your Bible that when you pray that Lord, your kingdom come, and I'm not even certain we always pray that. Uh, I I don't recall even the last time that I said that specifically. I think I said, uh, uh, reflected on what that phrase means and prayed that, but I didn't pray those words uh, specifically. But Christ is telling us here to pray, uh, thy kingdom come. And I say that to really... Remind myself and you that words really fail to express everything summed up in those three little words, "Thy Kingdom Come." Uh, to to really articulate what that phrase means in in ten or twelve minutes is is impossible. Uh, but I want to try to just catch a glimmer of this in this phrase and what it means uh, in this podcast in the next podcast. Um, Francis Ridley Havergal is one of my favorite heroines of the gospel. She was a tremendous lyricist and a poet that had the, had an ability with words that just is a blessing to your soul. She wrote this, Oh, the joy to see thee reigning thee, my own beloved Lord, every tongue, thy name confessing worship, honor, glory, blessing. Brought to thee with one accord, thee, my master, and my friend, vindicated and enthroned unto earth's remotest end, glorified, adored, and owned. These are words that kind of give a a sense to the feeling that when we pray as believing people, then we pray when we pray thy kingdom come, that it ought to have that kind of longing, that anticipation of the reign of God. And that's exactly what this petition is. When you pray, thy kingdom come, it's a petition for the reign of God to come in full bloom, full blossom. And the one reigning, the Bible tells us, is Christ, the king himself. You know, I reflect on King David who had a desire to build the temple, but he was not allowed to by God over in 2 Samuel chapter 7. But he did receive the promise that his line would rule without end. Uh, He didn't receive the promises, but he had that promise that he would not have uh, failed to have an heir to sit on the throne. So the promise of a coming king or an eternal son is given, and the Old Testament is full of reminders that a king would come someday. Read Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And you'll have that understanding that he is the king that is coming. He would be a savior. He would be a monarch. He would be a messiah. He would be the anointed one. That king is coming. Jesus Christ is inseparable from his kingdom. And to pray thy kingdom come is really a prayer for Christ to rule here and now though, is it not? I mean, when we're asking as believing people, as disciples of the living Lord Jesus Christ, when we're saying, your kingdom come, it's it's actually not just a prayer that in some future indiscernible time that Christ is going to come and then be king. What we're li- really acknowledging in that prayer is, you're ruling right here and now. And you know, a true child of God is going to pray for God's program to be accomplished. And I'm not going to be all wrapped up in my own concerns and plans and In other words, you're going to do what every preacher probably has preached through the generations. Put God first. Put God first now. Not in some future undetermined time, but right now. Praying does not mean, folks, letting God in on your plans. But calling on God to fulfill His own right now. You know, our desire is... Too often, I think, to rush into the presence of God, unload all of our wants and our desires on him, and that just re- is a reflection of our own bent towards self that is prevalent. Everybody possesses that, unfortunately, I remember when one of my sons was a child, and I was uh, breaking a cookie uh, apart for for it to be uh, snacked on, uh, my son's hand was so fast to take it, he reached out, and it was like a blink of an eye, and it was gone. Uh, when you're trying to divide it up. You know, we're told all our lives that we determine our own destiny. We govern our own lives. Uh, Is it not true that a popular catchphrase today is, well, you need to follow your heart. You need to do what you think is right. You need to do what's best for you. But when God comes into your life, folks... It is thy name be hallowed. It is thy kingdom come. It's thy will be done. Now, instead of the emphasis being on ourselves, it's on the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, I wonder today, where is your heart? Is it fixed firmly on Christ? Is it, or is it demanding that you have your way, your plans, your desires, your goals? Is it all about you, or is it all about Christ? You know, that's going to profoundly change your life. When you think of life in, that, in those terms, it's going to affect your relationship with other people. It's going to reflect your relationship with, uh, with your finances and your children and with your job and with everything else that you do. Uh, Christians ought to dis- demonstrate and display that God-centered, God-first nature that really does change the way you evaluate all the choices you make in life. I'm praying for you today that you'll live in the reality of His presence. Be found faithful to Him, will you? Put Him first in all things, and then you'll really be living out uh, this phrase, Thy kingdom come. God bless you.